Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. A beautiful morning ahead of the 4th of July. Of course, it's July 2nd. Jim Gilbert joining us. Uh, Jim, what, what a great morning. Oh, yes. Yes, I don't know. I don't know what the official Twin Cities temperature is. Do you have it there in front of you? 65 right now. 65. Well, we're 62 here and partly cloudy. Uh, that was mostly sunny. Uh, very little wind here on the northwest side of Lake Waconia, about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. And you said, gorgeous morning. I'm listening right now to a morning dove cooing. House wren and song sparrows are singing in the backyard. Wow. Say sunrise was 5. 31 and sunset 902 so today in the twin season area we have 15 hours 31 minutes of daylight <clears throat> last sunday we lost our first minute of daylight since the june 20th summer solstice when we experienced the longest daylight period of the year now since last sunday four minutes of daylight has been lost and since the 20th this on the solstice the losses five minutes. Um, also, uh, tonight's sunset at 9.02 uh, is significant because we went 9.03 sunset from June 20th through last night, July 1st. So we lost us one minute off our, our longest, our, our latest sunset time. Our normal high for today is 83. The normal low is 63. Records for today, July 2nd in the Twin Cities, 99 set in 2012 for the high. Record low, 49, set 93 years ago in 1924. And the most rain we received on this day was in 1992, 2.18 inches fell. The waxing gibbous moon set this early morning at 147 even before Steve got up. <laughs> I don't know what time you get up in the morning, but I know you get up early to get ready for this show. But anyway, um, that, that um, we're now I have waxing gibbous moon, and will rise this afternoon at 3.04, and our next full moon is this coming Saturday evening, July 8th. I have a note from Rod Nerdall, a consulting astronomer for the Minnesota Weather Guide calendars for the last 28 years. He reminds us that on Monday, that's tomorrow, the Earth and the Sun will be farthest from each other for the whole year of 2019. Now, our planet Earth is in an elliptical orbit as it travels around the Sun each year. So it happens that the Earth is farther away from the Sun by about 3.1 million miles tomorrow um, July 3rd, we call that aphelion, than it was this past January 4th when we were closest to the sun, and that's called perihelion. Now, the seasons have nothing to do with the distance from our, you know, our planet Earth 
and the sun. Nothing to do with that distance. It's summer in Minnesota because of the amount of daylight. It, the amount of daylight is long, and the sun's angle is higher, and so it concentrates the strength of the radiation more. For those people who get up very early, the planet Venus will be at about 15 degrees above eastern horizon on the 4th of July. Get out there about 4.30 to see that. On Thursday evening, July 6th, um, the planet Saturn will be about 2 degrees below the waxing gibbous moon. This is pretty close, um, you know, pairing for the moon and Saturn and definitely uh, a, a site worth looking at. From southern Minnesota to northern Minnesota, starting about a half hour after sunset, fireflies dot the countryside with their tiny flashing lights. These warm evenings in early July are the best time to see fireflies, also called lightning bugs. Look for these very small flashing lights over meadows and grassy ditches not far from woodlands. Our native prairie remnants, and we have only about 1% of the native prairie left, and our restored prairies, like at the University of Minnesota Landscape Arboretum, and at Linnaeus Arboretum at Gustavus Adolphus College in St. Peter, many of the colorful forbs, these are wildflowers in the prairie, are blooming now, including butterfly milkweed, purple coneflower, both white and purple prairie clovers, oxeye, and black-eyed susan. The ripe, wild, black-capped raspberries, plus mulberries and service berries, offer hikers in southern Minnesota Pleasant snacks at this time. They are just delicious. I, I've eaten all three of them in the last couple of days. Many of us are enjoying the fragrance of the common milkweed. As these milkweeds have light purple colored flowers in rounded clusters, the flowers are rich in nectar and attract many pollinators. All throughout CCO land, watch for big hatches of dragonflies and damselflies. We hear green frogs calling during the day and at night. They sound a little like banjo twangers or or if you're pickers. Most waterfowl are in flightless condition now. They are molting their wing feathers, and many will be flying again by the end of July. I don't see any geese flying. I saw one duck flying this last week. All the rest are not airborne because they've lost these flight feathers. Garden roses and shrub roses are loaded with gorgeous flowers. The rose gardens at the University of Minnesota Landscape Arboretum, in fact, I saw those just this past Friday, and at Lake Harriet Rose Garden, we were there uh, last couple of days too, great places to see and smell the roses. Along the north shore of Lake Superior, blooming woodland wildflowers include bunchberry, starflower, and the naturalized wild lupins, continue to bloom, and a lot of people want to know about that one. If you enjoy the fragrance and visual beauty of lilacs, now is the time to take a trip to Grand Marais or the Luton area along the north shore of Lake Superior. David and Mary Brizant, who live on the ridge above Lake Superior at Luton, report they received 8.7 inches of rain in June, about 3 inches as normal. 7 inches fell this past week which has taken a toll on nesting birds, 
and their eggs and young, and created roaring rivers and small streams. But the landscape is lush green. Blue-eyed grass, the wild lupins, both orange and yellow hawkweeds continue to have beautiful flowers. The first wild strawberries are ripe. The Atlantis fritillary butterflies are numerous. David Brisland saw a newly emerged monarch butterfly this past week, and fireflies have been out for the last several evenings. Richard and Don Young from Fridley are campground hosts at beautiful Lake Bemidji State Park. They report some of the plants blooming along the bog boardwalk include the Minnesota State Flower, the showy pink and white lady slipper, plus the northern bog orchid, pitcher plant, and bunchberry. Elsewhere in the park, yellow wood sorrel, a sand violet, and yellow lady slippers are blooming. Young kit red foxes are seen quite often playing near the park entrance road. Captain Rob Herring from Optimum Charters, that's out of Canal Park in Duluth, reports that yesterday morning at 7.30, five miles out in the lake from Canal Park, the surface temperature of Lake Superior was 50 degrees. They continue to fish for coho salmon and lake trout. Diana and David Herring from Waterville area, that's between Mankato and Faribault, report that field corn is 54 inches tall. That's four and a half feet. That's 30 inches above knee-high level. How about that? Wow. Yeah, I know. Soybeans are up. 13 inches and starting to bloom. Lots of fireflies, plus deer flies. Uh, garden blueberry picking is good. The, the berries are they're ripe now, but many more coming. And the wild black cap raspberries are where they're picking the first ripe ones. Neat. Say, how about do we have any notes from from by the yard? Yes, we do. As a matter of fact, uh, Denny Long and our friends. Uh, from by the yard. And a friendly reminder, Denny Long is back next Saturday and Sunday morning here on CCO. Jim Gilbert joins us, of course, with Nature Notes. And Jim, you brought that up before the break. Uh, my grandpa, when I was a boy, a long, long time ago, would always say that the corn needs to be knee-high by the 4th of July. I, I think if the corn was only knee-high these days, uh, farmers would panic. I know, I know, but isn't, isn't it fun to think of that? Right. And, you know, just think, that was, you know, 30 inches, or, you know, 30 inches higher than knee high now. Right. Yeah. You know, for some, some of the farmers. And maybe some even have taller corn than that. Oh, I'm sure. See, Tom Bovers from Faribault uh, reports that he saw a luna moth on Monday. Now, the luna moth is one of our biggest moths. I think the wingspan is like four and a half inches, and they're green. So quite a sight. He said that the first American toads, these are these tiny, tiny toads you see sometimes in your yard. They're up on dry land as of as of Wednesday. He said the trumpet vine is blooming in the backyard, and American goldfinches are feeding on Canada thistle seed heads. I saw a dozen of them just, just yesterday feeding on these Canada thistle seed heads. They're just so busy. Um, Barbara Rost, um, Actually, that's that's uh, Tom Bover's mother-in-law. Saw a mother striped skunk with six young crossing the street. She also lives in Faribault, um, and they were they were so close together 
as they were crossing the street, it looked like a giant caterpillar. Fireflies are out at night, um, and of course, uh, Tom says, 4th of July without the noise, because you got these, these, like, sparklers. There's so many right now to, to be seen. Orland Schneewen from rural Carver County, uh, near, that's right, he lives near Young America. He went out and counted the number of young in uh, his Purple Martin nesting colony. Yesterday, 285 young martins and 60 eggs. Now, none of them have fledged yet, but he expects that, you know, in the next few days, last year I think it was the 4th of July, he had one fledger or, or some fledge, or maybe that was the year before. But any time now, the first of the Purple Martins will fledge. I've got more here, too, if we have a little bit of time. Kim and, and Lori McIntoon, who live just south of Waconia, have 12 uh, sugar water feeders up for the many ruby-throated hummingbirds in their area. And they said, young Baltimoreans are coming with their parents now to the grape jelly feeder to feed. It's quite a sight to see them there. Uh, Julie Brophy from Victoria. She said, our yard, our Victoria yard is filled with the wonderful fragrance of the basswood trees now in bloom. I do see pollinators and the flowers too. Common milkweed also very fragrant at this time. And I, I'm looking for another note here. I just, it was so interesting. I can't, I can't, you know, speak of, I don't know if you ever come into to work with a pile of papers and you're trying to figure oh. out. <laughs> you never do that. Yeah, I own them regularly. Regularly. By the way, Jim, we've got a question, and then uh, we, we've got to probably wrap it up for this week. But uh, someone sent to our text line, uh, is it a squirrel that makes that chirping noise for for an hour or more? Is, is that squirrels that, that make noise? Um, no, chipmunk. It's a chipping ah. sound. Chipmunk. So they either chip or they monk. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And by the way, Keith Rado from Fairbolt says, four. 102 eastern bluebirds have fledged from his bluebird trail so far this season. And uh, do I have time? Uh, A real quick one. Okay, Bray and Marlene Simon are on the North Shore and say that, you know, beautiful conditions up there, especially the the lilacs are blooming, lupins are blooming. But in their own yard, the young bats stay in at night now as of just this last couple of days. Before that, they were flying by the mothers, or maybe fathers too, but mothers carrying them. But now they've gotten too heavy, so they stay in the bat house. He's got over 100 bats, including mm-hmm. young, in one of his bat houses. Interesting. All right, uh, Jim, always okay. great. Thanks. Thank you, Steve, and thank you for your work on CCO. And there he is, Jim Gilbert, Nature Notes, brought to you by Cardinal Corner and by The Yard. We'll have the weather. And then Healthy Matters, Dr. David Hilden in studio. Open phones, open lines, whatever topic, feel free to call the doctor. In a moment. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.